I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to you. Know, well, you'll see later. I stand for mayhem. I know a lot of fucking idiots. I think a lot of shit is mean spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I'm very, very pleased to introduce you to one stuttering John Melendez. You've asked for it. We're delivering at the end of the year. Figured close the year out with a bang. Um, We have one more episode, I think, this year. But we'll do... uh, uh, Well, I'll tell you guys later what we'll do next week. But... Yes, Stuttering John is the subject. He, If you're not aware, which I don't know how you can't be at this point, but uh, if you don't listen to Who Are These Podcasts or the Uncle Rico Show uh, or the Blind Mike Project at times, then uh, maybe, you're, maybe you don't know. Stuttering John has been uh, one of the most mocked men on the internet. And so much so that you could say I'm riding the coattails of people who have done this for months and months and years. <laughs> and we're reaping the benefits with a few views on YouTube. But I'm trying to take a different approach today than other people have, I hope. And in the, you know, why are you laughing uh, biography sort of style that we do every week, I'm going to try and hold true to that. And kind of approach it as if we don't have an opinion on Stuttering John and see if we arrive at the same result by the end of this. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully there's some stuff you haven't heard before. Um, and if you want more, obviously you should check out uh, who are these podcasts and the Uncle Rico show who are the real, uh, you know, the, the best of the best, as they say, in the, in the Stuttering John world. The Godfathers. That's right. Uh, so before we get into it, I just want to tell you, you know, especially if you're new here, check out blindmike.net. That's where you can find all the links to everything. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, we appreciate it. Uh, you get episodes a week early, plus bonus content coming in 2023. Very exciting. Oh, that's the other thing I should say, too. Um, episodes like this going forward will be Patreon exclusive. And what I mean by that is like, and may, maybe Stuttering John would transcend that, but like, We'll do episodes, uh, you know, around the Opie and Anthony world, um, Howard Stern, Joe Matteris. And if I deem it kind of obscure enough, that'll be Patreon exclusive. So like the Joe Matteris episode part two will just be on the Patreon. So if you like that stuff, um, that's where you got to go to check that out. And uh, if you want to just support the show for free, if you're like, hey, I like the free apps, and that's all I need, then uh, you can also find all the links there. Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Support us that way. We appreciate it. And uh, like I said, blindmike.net is where you can do all that. And uh, for any of you WATP fans out there, me and Carl have joined forces. So listen to Who Are These Socials as well. Um, For now, we're doing that on the uh, WATP feed, but in the new year, I think we'll have our own stuff. So uh, keep an eye out for that in in the new year. Very exciting stuff. And if you're listening to this uh, as it comes out on the 15th on Patreon, tonight at 6, that episode will be out. Yeah, yeah. every Thursday at 6, we'll be uh, live on YouTube. So give us some super chats. Like I said, we're pretending we don't know Stuttering John, so we don't know what that means yet, but we'll find out. This is pre that. Uh, yeah. So um, the way we're doing it today is uh, Stern to Stephanie Miller 
we'll, we'll say from John's time on the Howard Stern show through the tonight show and the, uh, his, his brief time on the Stephanie Miller show. Um, and I suspect that tonight show and Stephanie Miller will only talk about briefly. So this is mostly going to be Stern stuff. And if you guys do demand a stuttering John part two, um, then maybe we'll get to some of the other stuff. I just feel like uncle Rico and, um, Carl have done such a, a thorough job breaking down stuttering John's podcast that I was like, you know, is there any ground that hasn't been covered? So we should go with the early stuff. So we're focusing mostly on Stern. This is like we have a download quota by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to cram it in. <laughs> we're talking uh, Stuttering John, Kanye West, and uh, I don't know, Trump. <laughs> yeah, Nick Fuentes. <laughs> Just making Nick, the algorithm go crazy. <laughs> say Nick Fuentes five times. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, one thing I do kind of want to focus on, at least at the beginning here, is that Stuttering John has or had a purpose in entertainment and kind of a big place when you think about it. Like if you remove who Stuttering John is as a guy and if you, you know what, if he retired after the Tonight Show, I think we would think of him as a legend. We would think, remember that guy? He would go up to celebrities and ask him, oh, the set of balls on that guy. Like he would have this kind of legendary, the same way you think of, you know, Beetlejuice, which I I understand that as a human being, maybe you don't want to be compared to Beetlejuice, <laughs> but it, like in Stern fan lore, you know, Beetlejuice and Eric the Midget and these people rank pretty high and Stuttering John has tainted that image because he believes he's so much more than that. Um, when in reality, he's kind of a whack packer. He thinks He's on the same playing field as, you know, Rob and Fred, Gary, the people that were, that Howard would consider integral to the show, Artie, Jackie. Uh, my assessment would be he was kind of a step below that, but he was important and a big part of that show in the 90s. And most people would say that's when Stern was at its peak. Uh, you could argue the Artie era was better, but at least as far as listeners stuttering John was there when they had the most listeners of any radio show ever. So we're going to start by focusing on what stuttering John was good at. And the main thing that he was known for on the Stern show were the celebrity interviews. So we have a few of those to play for you. Uh, I think the first one is what Tommy Lasorda. No, uh, Ted Williams. Oh, it's Ted. Oh, this is Ted Williams. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So this is the type of shit. If you don't know, uh, they would send out John to like red carpet events or, you know, for sports, like all-star games and things like that. Uh, big press conferences. They would send John out and Howard, Jackie and Fred would write funny questions from to ask uncomfortable questions. And this is the type of shit that he would ask. Uh, by any chance, did you ever accidentally, uh, fart in the catcher's face? Pardon? Uh, by any chance, did you ever accidentally, uh, fart in the catcher's face? Who the hell are you? For John's sake, that kind of <laughs> damn question. See you later. <laughs> Ted Williams is a war veteran. He's not putting up with that shit. But that's funny. And there's a, there is a skill to that or whatever you want to call it. I think the word talented gets thrown around, like, I think too much now in podcast where people argue, is this guy talented? Does he have more talent than this guy? I think it gets thrown around too much. So I don't know if I can call it a talent, but there's a skill to 
what John is doing there. Like the ability that that's not necessarily an easy thing. People get nervous and awkward. It seems easy when you're watching it. And when you know the end result will be making, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of people laugh, um, then it seems worth it. But in the moment, that is a tough thing to do, I would think. So like, and it's funny, like you have to have a certain delivery. Now, granted, part of what makes it funny, what makes it funny is involuntary that he stutters, but there is a skill to that. So as we'll, as we'll see here, it takes uh, more and more balls. Um, what's the next, is the next one uh, Morton Downey? Yep. Yeah. So this is one of the most legendary clips in stuttering John's catalog. Um, I guess, I don't know the full context. I'm not a stern uh, historian, the episode I saw, they were talking about it on the old uh, Channel 9 show is where they were discussing it. It seems like there was kind of a long-running feud with Morton Downey. I don't really know the backstory, um, but obviously he hates Howard <laughs> yeah. from this clip. Yeah. And uh, he does not take too kindly to John's questioning. Would your wife go and dance topless in clubs for the money if you really needed it? Would my wife dance topless in clubs for money? Yeah. She if, like, never did dance topless. I know, but if, if, you know, if you really need the money, since I know that you I are bankrupt. See, I wouldn't ask my wife to do that. I wouldn't ask my wife. I wouldn't ask my lady to do that at all. I got too much class. Holy shit, look at this. What are you saying? You just shit. You just shut up. I'll kick your ass out. You kick no one's ass. Out. Go on, go on, get away. No one's ass. Look at this. Look at this. What, what is this? You want to stop kicking ass? You don't throw nothing from my wife. Look at this. Huh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'll see you in court. Relax. Relax. Hit me. Did the guy just hit me? Did you see that? He just caught me. The the guy just hit me. So interesting because now when you hear John yell, I'll see you in court, we know too much to find that funny. Oh, you're really serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we we know far too much to find that funny. But at the time, that's hilarious. To have the presence of mind to just be like, I'll see you in court, pal. That's very funny. In that moment where this celebrity is tr- manhandling you. <laughs> <laughs> just this old grump Morton Downey is <laughs> case. And in in these clip, there's a much longer uh, interaction out there if you want to go watch the full clip. And to me, Morton Downey is coming off as very funny, like for comedy sake. But he's not trying to. You know what I mean? Like he seems like a real miserable prick. I don't know much about him, but um, him and Stern had this rivalry, and John obviously antagonized him to get that sort of reaction out of him. So that's great. John was a good antagonist. If I could put his uh, his skill set into one word, it would be antagonist. He was a very good antagonist. And there's another clip um, kind of showing that uh, in a little bit. But first, we also have just to, you know, keep building the examples here. Um, the Billy Crystal interview. Yep. This is and I mean, the more we're going through it, it's like Fred, Jackie and Howard wrote these questions. It's based on the relationships Howard built. So, of course, like this really is Howard's creation. And I think that's what John never quite understood. Like, while I'm saying, yes, it does take skill. Like, listen to this. The reason he's getting this reaction is because of Howard Stern. John kind of thinks it's all him. But uh, just listen and, you know, see what you think. Big fan. 
Who are you? Paul. How's it going? From where? From XRK. Um, are you glad that you're the only guy who can handle the Oscars? I'm not the only guy who can handle the Oscars. Well, David didn't do as good job as you, Bill. David did great. I love what David did on the show. He was terrific. Oh, will there be a Mr. Saturday Night too? Yes, there will. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, how many years were you married before you cheated on your wife? <laughs> So you take this to Howard, right? And you can <laughs> he starts right laughing. stupid ass, okay? Well, you don't like Howard anymore, Bill? No, because Howard dumps on me all the time, and, you know, it's just fun when you do a thing like this, okay? And now you'll do this on a show, and you'll all laugh and have a good time, but it's not fun, you know? Well, well, well Billy, well, we're all big fans of yours, Billy. Yeah, right. No, so I, really, I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> then you don't come in and tell stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice of Billy to have a little fun with us. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Seems like it was uh, fresh off the divorce. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Where it's like, it's it's how I don't think John would have gotten that reaction from Billy. Now, like he realized this is a Howard guy, and so he kind of you know ramps it up a little bit and gets angrier than he would otherwise. That's what never quite connects with John. Like John is seeing the success of these little things and thinking like, oh, I'm. I'm a big star and the Howard Stern show needs me, which is kind of, will be a theme of uh, today's episode. The one I wanted to include, but could not find the clip of for whatever reason um, is uh, I think his best question. And again, this is, I'm guessing Jackie wrote this one. Um, but I think his best question was the Ringo star, partly because it's to a beetle. Um, and I just, I think the, it's kind of like the Patrice thing we talked about where it's like, you need him to answer a certain way. You need him to play into your hand for this joke to work. And it does. So unfortunately we just have John explaining the joke. <laughs> so uh, let's hear how that works. You know, I saw the questions and I said to Baba Buhai, I said, <laughs> uh, I go, is this going to screw up my music career? And he goes, no, <laughs> no, no, no. And Hold on a second. I go, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to play it down the middle here, but <laughs> the idea that this would disturb his music career. <laughs> John, where are you working? You work for the Howard Stern show. Also, is Ringo Starr gonna be like find that guy and crush him? Obviously, he's in the music business. <laughs> I think he's got some pull there. <laughs> no, I know, but what I'm saying is, is Ringo Starr going to be like, clearly this guy is in music. We need to destroy his life. Ringo you feels know? threatened by zero people musically. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the Beatles. Just McCartney. That's the only when he's like this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. Once he's dead, yeah. it's just Ringo. Uh, sorry, John, please continue. Career. And he goes, no, 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 no. And I go, all right. But I'm like, this is the Beatles, my favorite band of all time. I know. So, <laughs> so I went, and this is in yes. front of like all the radio. Everyone's worshiping Ringo. Right, royalty. And here I go to the mic and I go, Ringo, <laughs> what did you do with the money? And he goes, what money? Right, I remember. I go, the money your mom gave you for singing lessons. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. He was a good sport. He's like, a bull fishing chips. Right. But, but it was like, that was like one of the ones I, I was like so freaking nervous. All right. And then, you know, you grow up idolizing the band and that you, you finally get to talk to the guy and you have to do that. Yeah. Well, it's thank like, God it was cool. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, what would have Imagine happened? Ringo strangling John. <laughs> That'd been great. <laughs> that would have been fucking great. But yeah, so it, it's a good line. What did you do with the money? 
because everyone shits on Ringo's drumming, obviously. So it's a funny line. That's probably what John would get. Like if he gets recognized, that's probably the quote he gets most. You know what I mean? Like where someone throw it will say, Hey, what'd you do with the money? That sort of a thing. It was before it was hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like that's what John was best known for was the celebrity questions. Um and they never like I, I think they had other people do it over the years, but no one with the success that John had. Now, where John gets a little crazy is he says that Sasha Baron Cohen ripped off uh, Stuttering John with the Ali G show and Robert Smigel ripped off Stuttering John with uh, Triumph of the Insult Comic Dog. I would suggest, A, if they're ripping off anyone, it would be Howard. <laughs> <laughs> this was it was not John's idea to do this, but also uh, those are completely different characters and scenarios. Like the work Sasha Baron Cohen has to do to get these interviews with these people is so much different than what John was doing. <laughs> yeah, John's told to go somewhere at a certain time. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. You know, that's the arrogance we end up dealing with with John, where he's like, anyone who asks a, a goofy question is ripping me off. <laughs> Um, but like I said, antagonizing was his skill set. So is the next thing the AJ Benza thing? Yes. So AJ Benza, for anyone not familiar, I think he's been on WATP not that long ago. Um, but for anyone not familiar with AJ Benza, he was like a, a celebrity gossip type of guy. I think he worked for the E Network while Howard's show was also on there. Um, and he was auditioning. They would bring these people in. Um, like when Artie Lang got that job, they would bring in Adam Carolla, Jimmy Kimmel, Joe Rogan. Um, a bunch of guys would come in and sit in that seat. Gilbert, obviously Bob Levy. Um, and, and one of those people I think for a brief time was AJ Benza. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. He, uh, he had some show that people were goofing on him for and the callers are being brutal to him. Now, something Artie would always point out was that when Howard wanted to shit on someone but not look like the bad guy, the the brilliance of Howard was he would go, you know, AJ, uh, yeah, I really liked your show. I don't know why so many people are uh, are are dumping on it. Uh, Jim on Long Island, what do you think? And they're like, ah, you fucking suck, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Howard knows what they're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't have to be the bad guy. He just goes to the calls. Right. Um, so this is an example of that happening. Although AJ doesn't blame Howard. He blames the call screener. Um, so if you don't know when John wasn't out, you know, there's not too often where you can go out and ask celebrities questions and they couldn't find anything else for John to do. Really. He would prepare Howard's breakfast sometimes um, but he wasn't like a skilled producer or anything. They liked having him around. So they found a job for him. They just put him on call screening. And uh, this is how AJ Benza dealt with John uh, on the, on the phones. Hey, uh, I got a question for AJ. Go ahead. Uh, your show get canceled yet, loser? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris, you're on the air. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Hi, I suffer from insomnia and I tried sleeping pills. I tried sedatives. I tried everything. And I, fa- and I finally found something that cures my insomnia. AJ after hours. Hey, man. <laughs> what, is what is this? Come on. Let me tell you something right now. I don't, I, no, it's okay. It's all right. If you so can pause for a second. Just to give you a perspective on what I was talking about. 
I'm sure John on the phone screener puts up guy has insomnia solved by AJ Benz's show. And yet when Howard hears that, he goes, Oh, come on. What are you doing? Why would you say that? <laughs> or it was like, uh, this guy has a question for AJ and they didn't listen. <laughs> it's true. But I, my point is, I think Howard always kind of knew what uh, what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's hear uh, AJ's reaction. No, it's okay. It's all right. You can say that. But I will, I will do one thing before I leave today. Yes. I'm going gra- to grab Stuttering John by the face and I'm going to punch him <laughs> right in his freaking head. <laughs> So, so he's not reacting to it well. And now when I say <laughs> no. this was, this was what John did well. He had the presence of mind to say, all right, AJ's being bothered by the phone calls. Howard is laughing. That's the one attribute John had that the one instinct he had that was correct. He's like, Hey, Howard's laughing. Let me continue this. So uh, this is the, the next call they took, I believe. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Howard, the only thing more embarrassing is the AJ After Hours show. Oh. That's John right now. You know, that's John right now. And you know who's really embarrassed? Who? E- even more embarrassed of that show than AJ? Who? His hair. Jump right off his head to get away from him. <laughs> hey, John. Yeah. I knew it was John. I knew it. Get him in right now. I swear to Christ, when I leave... <laughs> You're doing it? All right, let me tell you something. You fat bastard. You better leave early. No, there'll be tomorrow. I'm going to smack you silly, you... Tomorrow's story, actually, the next break, yeah. after the break, come hey, back. Hey, Howard, AJ stands for Arrogant Jerk, by the way. Oh, what happened with what? you guys? Stands for what? Arrogant Jerk. I, what, I swear what, what to God, happened with the you next two? break, you watch what happens. I don't care if I ever come back again. I'm going to go in there and punch you. And hey, listen, I have some free hats for a little... Uh, I'll go right now. A good wig for you to wear back here, AJ. I'll go right now. <laughs> no, no, don't go. Don't go. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to beat you worse than Chuck Zito. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> AJ, what happened between... Between you two, oh, he's going to go. On? He's going to go beat John's ass. But why is John doing this? I don't know. I do like how he's surprised by this. <laughs> what? What did I? Come on, bro. Go home, AJ. Go home. Oh, really? No, really. Just for now. I'm not saying go home like get out. I'm saying like go home like calm down. AJ. Yeah, just shut up. You can't come to a place and punch a guy in the face. Excuse me. AJ, you can't. Excuse me. How many times this guy? I mean, we can't do that. You can't take a joke, AJ? Too many times, you know. Oh, no. Now, again. We have the the misfortune of uh, of of knowledge, <laughs> of knowing things how how things played out with John, where he goes, you can't take a joke, AJ. <laughs> I will say, I will say, John didn't friggin' back down. He started throwing bombs back at him. No, I bet I bet John's a fairly like tough guy in 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 person. You know, like um, I don't think he backs down from shit like that. Although. It is weird for a guy like that to tell you how tough he is and then like go behind the scenes and try to sue you and, you know, get your YouTube videos taken down. But again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We don't know that about him yet. That's true. We'll never know even during this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we won't know anything if he does anything like that. Just a little funny that he says, oh, you can't take a joke, AJ. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So that's the problem. And we, we will learn this about John that, um, he loves goofing on people. 
and he knows that that is how you become the uh, the apple of Howard's eye. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, he was a very good boy there. But when he gets goofed mm. on, mm, not so fun then. Then it's all very, very personal. Wait a minute, Howard. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, you know, that that's the type of shit. That's the reason John was around, um, you know, for context. And like I said... That's a very important guy. You can think of characters at Barstool now where it's like, well, I mean, like fucking Rico Bosco is a a maniac, but like he's an interesting character. So as long as you don't do too much, then when you cross a certain line and people learn like what you're like, you know, outside of that character, that's when things get shaky. But as long as you stay in the lines of that character, you can be a legend. And that's what Stuttering John was uh, for a time. And uh, so where are we going now? Is this the crazy cabbie thing? No, that's later. Um, This is the audio of uh, multi-talented, the theme song. Oh, right. We're going, we're going back in time just a bit. Um, I could not find, uh, it's very funny. I I apologize to uh, Dabblers Anonymous because I'm sure they get this a lot with a lot of different shows. Uh, Dabblers Anonymous, a great subreddit that follows John. And they post a lot of clips on there. And so I posted something saying, uh, hey, we're doing uh, Why Are You Laughing on Stuttering John? Do you guys have any of his early clips, particularly uh, his first day on air is what I was looking for. And someone was someone replied like, oh, another podcast we have to do the grunt work for. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, gee, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Never mind. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, no, so I couldn't find it anywhere, unfortunately, his first day. But this is pretty early on. And uh, it's when he presents some of his work to Howard. So like I said, there's a reason John was on the phones, you know, (laughs) they, um, and and this is something I dealt with at Barstool. I relate, like I said about Fez Watley, I relate to John in many ways. Like I never found my uh, niche when I was an intern, like partly because I was lazy. And I think John has uh, some of that as an intern. Like I think when this stuff gets rejected, is when he started to uh, shut down as a as a producer, maybe. But this was him trying. He said, "Hey, like I'm 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 very uh, you know musically gifted. Let me present it to Howard." And this was uh, Howard's reaction. Oh, whoops. Anyway, so John, a stuttering intern, evidently wants to be a musician. So he said, "Oh, I want to write a song for the show." And I said, "Oh, that'd be pretty funny. Let's hear this." <laughs> and this is. Are you in college? Yeah. 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 Are you a music major? No, I'm a film and TV major. Oh, I see. So you're multifaceted. Yeah, I think you know you got to try a few things. And you have a band, so this yeah. is your whole band. No, this is just this is a I, this is just me basically. I, and you know, and a guy who did the studio, this guy, my friend, uh, Mike Sapone did it. But I mean, it's I'm. <laughs> Singing, I play the bass on. I play guitar, and okay. you know, and, and, and there's two of them. And I like oh. first one's like a, but then they're short, so you know. <laughs> so, and so, first of all, it's funny to hear Howard just go, "Yes, you're multifaceted." <laughs> yeah. But it's it's interesting. You, uh, we don't get this anymore. Subdued, timid, um, uh, unconfident John. You don't hear that anymore. But this was uh, him very early on. You know, before he uh, had gotten his feet wet, and you hear he's 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 very timid, and you know, not sure how things are going to go. Doesn't realize the world famous podcaster he's going to become one day. Um, so it's interesting to hear that tone of voice. And I meant to say this at the start of the show, but I feel like this is a, a good time to mention it. 
Um, John got his start there. He was at NYU. He originally went to um, some community college on Long Island and uh, then got into NYU. And he made friends with, Do you are you familiar, Craig, with comedian Mitch Fattel? Um, yes. Yeah, it's a name. Uh, like I know the name being a standard. I think if, if you're you listen, familiar enough with if you listen you know to the name. yeah, if you listen to like the um the the comedy serious channels, he pops up all the time. Yeah, pretty successful comedian. I don't know much of his stuff really, um, but he's had some success. But he started as an intern for the Howard Stern show. Um, based on my listening, he was not really a character there. They thought he was very boring. They didn't realize he was a funny comic. Um, but, uh, Mitch Fattel had to leave. He had to get like a real paying job. Um, and he kind of had to leave abruptly, but he said he didn't want to leave them high and dry. So he went to Baba Bowie and said, Hey, I've got this guy, I, I, this guy stuttering John, or, I'm sorry, this guy, John Melendez wants to work for the show. Uh, and you know, he's like, I don't know if it's a big deal, but he does stutter. And Gary was like, bring him in. <laughs> but you got you to gotta at least give John this because everyone says, uh, hey, John only got hired because he, he stutters. They did say in the like Sternthology thing that they did for Sirius, they do say that in, they recorded his interview and never played it because it wasn't bad enough. He didn't really stutter that much and everything. So there must have been something that suggested he would be a good fit there in that interview. So let's at least give him that. Um, I suspect it was not these songs though. No. Based on the reaction. All right. Now we're rocking. Pause one second. I'm sorry. I should have said uh, Howard is the biggest radio show in America at this point. Um, Yeah. You know what? I'm not sure if that's entirely true because in the late eighties, I bet like Rush Limbaugh and some of those guys were probably bigger than Howard. I don't know. But he's pretty close. He's yeah. he's getting to be uh the king of all media, basically, if 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 not already there. And John presented these songs to him as, hey, you should play this as your theme song. You should change the theme song that is played every morning to start the Howard Stern show uh to this. So that's the context. <laughs> All right, now we're rocking. The thing that I like. What? A Jew's success. A Jew? You know, you know I just... Why would I play that? <laughs> well, it gets good. I mean, it's... A Jew's success. I, yeah, I mean, it's good, though. I mean, it's not like I'm not a making... A Jew's... I'm a half-Jew. I'm not even... I, I, well, I, I deny that, that part of it. I couldn't, I couldn't say half-Jew in the line. It wouldn't fit. Well, why would you concentrate... Wait, here's oh, what? Right, it goes on. It's like the history it's of... It's about a Jew's Hold success. It. What is it, that whole Jew I know. I, I, I wasn't going to... Are you a Jew? No, I'm not Jewish. It's bad when a guy who's not Jewish says that. I told you, if you scratch the surface of every intern we have, you find a maniac. Yeah, I'm telling you. I was thinking, like, this is the first normal guy we had. (laughs) Robin, you have no idea. (laughs) Uh, By the way, for any, you know, non-Stern fans out there, if you're confused by that line where he's like, I'm a half-Jew, that's a thing. I don't get the bit, but he used to say he was uh, half-Jewish, half-Italian. Um, so I, I don't know what that bit, but that's just what the reference is. Um, but it's very funny to hear him like, and John not understand why he's pointing it out. He's like, well, I couldn't say half Jew. And Howard's like, 
no, no, no. Why would you reduce me to a Jew? <laughs> I'm a successful broadcaster. I'm, you know, like why would you? Why would you just be like he's a Jew's success? Yeah, that and yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think John knows what he's doing here. It's possible. That's that's interesting because there's always there has always been. That's a very interesting point, Craig. Well, because there's this, uh, this clip we're about to play is what made me think this. Yeah, there's always been kind of a debate of how much John is aware of himself. I lean towards the opposite of what you're saying, but I'm willing to hear the argument. So let's play it. It, it gets good. I'm All right. Okay. What does it say? Jew boy story. No, no, no. It goes, Poor little Jew boy thought he was a coon. And then you keep going. Poor little Jew boy thought he was a coon. That right there, I'm like, come on. He, he knows what he's doing. Oh, I disagree. I think. Yeah, I think he thinks he knows what he's doing. I think he thinks this is the Howard Stern show. We're edgy and crazy. Let me throw out some racial slurs. Well, I think. He, and and yeah. they're like, Jesus, there's just no as uh, as Louis would say, you know, I'm all for it, but there's just no call for this. No, I think you're correct. But then I think he's playing oblivious when he isn't. That's and, and and therein lies the real question with John is how much is he really aware? That's a good point. Now, now he's not doing it at all. But back right here, I'm like, this guy knows yeah, what he's doing. I wonder. And you know what? There's a clip. I don't have it today. Maybe we could do that in part two, a good dissection of John. But there is there is a clip where Howard's dressing down John and he goes, no, 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 you're he calls him an idiot. But then he goes, you're not an idiot. You're not as dumb as these. You're smarter than all of these people. You know exactly what you're doing. Exactly. And so there's an interesting element where you you might be right, at least uh, in Howard's eyes. But yeah, is there was there was that the whole clip? No, I, I just started. It just started. So I started it over. So we get the whole thing. OK, perfect. It, uh, it gets good. I'm All right, right. Okay. What does it say? A Jew boy? boy story. <laughs> no, no, no. It goes, Poor little Jew boy thought he was a coon. And then you keep going. Poor no. little Jew boy thought he was a coon. <laughs> no, you gotta listen. It's good. You gotta, please. That's please. good. See, he's what are you not on the team. No, how? He was a coon. It's good. Huh? I like the idea of convince. No, no, no. You don't understand. It's good. <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying. I, I think he knows it's bad on purpose, and he's doing this for attention. Like if I was playing for this this podcast for someone, and they're like, "My God, this is horrible," and I'm like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. It's good. How- <laughs> it's, it's actually the opposite of what you think. It's very good. How are you gonna love it?" <laughs> Howard, Howard is but the we don't use We don't use words like coon I'm a Jew boy. Oh, man. I mean, way this, worse. I, I should, is that what you yeah. think I do for a no, little No, Howard. I, 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 would, really, I don't call blacks coons. Way worse. Uh, I, know, I thought it was it's really funny. I mean, you oh, that is very it. funny. Yes. <laughs> Say hello oh, to you, John. bastard. I call <laughs> your name. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I can't believe that. You know this this song is so like I mean I'm I'm kissing your butt so much in this song just because the first two lines I mean you can't judge Boy, a book a by the first. A lot's two coming through with you, man. Oh, oh man, anger. I am I am not. When do you start? Where, where was that synagogue desecrated? No, wait, wait. wait. I am not. I am, I am I am the farthest thing I am is prejudice. I really. Am. Oh, oh yeah, I can no, see I, it. I, I, <laughs> so. A lot going on in that clip. First of all, uh, that's why Robin was there. Like, that's the main reason Robin is there 
when something like that is thrown out to be like, Oh really, John, is it funny? Like that's, that's Robin's main purpose. I would say on that show. Uh, but to Craig's point about the language, obviously Howard's being a little phony there when he goes, we don't use what would make you think we use words like this. <laughs> my, my goodness. I mean, just go, go through, uh, go through some of the archives. Yeah. Much worse is blurted out, but I think Howard does have a point there where it's gratuitous. Like it's, and you know, people would accuse Howard of that, but like, there's no, you're just literally saying that without any context. You're just saying like, this is how I think of black people, you know, (laughs) which is bizarre. And imagine that I think Howard's greater point is this isn't the theme song. Like I'm going to play this every day. A Jew boy story. You thought he was a, a blank. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great idea. Um, is the next one still in this uh, in the same trend? Yeah, it's um, uh, Howard saying his what he thinks his true intentions are. Oh well, that's that's interesting. Listen to me for a second. You know what he thought, Robin? He thought that what was going to happen here is that I was going to hear this song. And not only was I going to like it, but I was going to send you into a real recording studio. No, no, I did not. Full piece band have you do the whole thing. No, no. I'd, I know you. And it'd be the special opening of the show. Yeah. Every day we'd play it. <laughs> yep. That was certainly his intention. <laughs> and that's what you got to say about Howard. And maybe he's lost this skill or chooses not to use it, whatever. But he was a very perceptive guy. And that's what I know to like doing shows with Kirk, he'll throw out things about people where I'm like, ah, you're way off on this guy. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. There's no way he's going to stab you in the back eventually. And then sure enough, like it takes, you know, a month and a half and he's proven right. (laughs) And that's something Howard was great at also where it's like he could, he could peg people in a way where you're like, holy shit. He, he really zeroed in on that years before years before (laughs) it, it reared its ugly head. Right. Um, this All next right, now what? Uh, we are at um, he's being accused of copying Howard. Oh, okay. Um, so is this the friends of Howard Stern? No, thing? uh, it might be in the string. Well, let's uh, play it and see what uh what I was talking about when I made this note. <laughs> Wait, shit! Did I do the thing? Yeah, I did. John show the other day. I couldn't handle it. What is this problem? Oh, I'm okay. I, I know what this is. So uh, John had a midday show um, or afternoon show. I, it was a midday show. It was like an hour he did uh, after the Howard Stern show. So the idea was kind of um, K-Rock in New York was uh, the flagship station for CBS or Infinity Broadcasting, whatever it was at the time. And, uh, you know, so you'd have Howard in the mornings and then the idea, which very smart by Howard was, and pride the station as well, I guess, keep some characters on somewhat related to the show. So you've almost got that element of Howard Stern all day. So they gave stuttering John an hour where he spins records and intros the songs. Uh, so that's what, uh, Howard's talking about here when he says he's uh, trying to be like him. John show the other day. I couldn't handle it. What is his problem? Uh, I don't know. He has a radio show on after mine here in New York. 
I don't know what he does. He's um, he's on the air yelling at the listeners on the phone and calling them rat bastards. And, you know, it's kind of like... In fact, I've heard, you know, the show a lot lately. Yeah, yeah me too. And he seems to just curse and he yeah. thinks that's comedy. Yeah, I know. He's cursing every minute. He's like, goddamn rat bastards. and The F word all the time being bleeped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes, hey, stop. And a beep. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But it's kind of, I think, supposed to be like me, like when I yell at a listener. But he does it. Guess, huh? He seems to get pissed off at him for no reason. He seems to just want to provoke them. See, it's always funnier to me when the audience is yelling at John. They usually are making a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is a point that remains true today. Um, John, to his own admission, um, if you go back in uh, that, that stern thology thing I mentioned before, the history of stuttering John, uh, they interview him, uh, even though it was on Sirius, it's weird that he would allow his voice to be used on there, (laughs) (laughs) but but, uh, they interview him and he's saying, uh, he's talking about his time at NYU and saying like, he wants to be an, he wants to be in film. And he's like, you know, I don't know how to be an actor. So maybe if I go to NYU, I could be a director and make films. So he, John never really had an interest in radio. He, you know, pretends to, for lack of a better term, because that's what he got successful in. So like now John is podcasting as if he always has been a radio guy. When in reality, what you're hearing Howard point out here is that he has no passion for radio. He has no, um, uh, no, no format that he want. He himself wants to follow. Also to be fair to John, he's in his twenties or early thirties here. Uh, you know, so re- relatively young. Um, so he, he might not be fully formed and he's new to doing a show by himself. So he is a broadcaster is not fully formed. So, Again, to use me as the example, that's what I would do when I was an intern and try and be like, okay, what's the bar stool way of answering this? You know, how would, what, what would Portnoy say or what would the fans want me to say or whatever? Uh, I think that's kind of your instinct when you're young and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So there's part of that and there's part of uh, John just trying to be Howard because he sees a successful guy. Um, and so I think Howard's absolutely right. And even now, if you listen to John's podcast, there's his, his entire persona, as much as he's like, Howard's a dick and all of this, he shits on Howard, but his entire persona is essentially ripping off Howard and doing the things the way he thinks Howard would do them. Yeah. Uh, and he realized the juggernaut that the show was, and then right. he changed it. And we don't know this yet, but the directing and acting doesn't work out. I would imagine. <laughs> I, he has a, he, I mean, he created a feature film. I, I won't say go to Patreon and uh, patreon.com slash blind Mike and watch that with us to decide for yourself. Yep. Uh, but he had a feature film, so I can't say it completely didn't work out. Well, you be the judge. <laughs> patreon.com slash blind Mike. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's next? Uh, Howard's advice for him. I think this is... Um, Pretty sage advice that falls on deaf ears. 
Thank yeah, you. I love you. I know you do. You call me every day, you jackass. Yeah, that's, 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 that's just a John. John. Yeah, you jackass. That's why the premiere. Like whatever words I yeah, use. Like on the, oh yeah, that's right. So oh, hey, oh, jackass. That's right. Rat bastard. Oh, you invented <laughs> jackass. I forgot. No, no, no. I didn't invent the word, you idiot. I gave you the freedom to use it. That's right. You did. That's right. You did, and I'm not angry. About, yeah. You, know, you think I, people said jackass on the radio Probably, twenty years ago? I don't think people did anything. That, um, they didn't. On, you know, they didn't do anything. But I'm your fan. Be yourself. I am myself. What do you? I am. You sound forced, is what I'm saying. I'm not yelling. At the listeners, you sound like you're trying to so. compact into two That's minutes. That's what you were going to say because you, because John, you can't accept me. do you think that I'm a good it. critic of radio? No, not for me. Not for you? Uh, never for uh, me. Okay. Because you were only going to accept me as a guy who came in here at 22 years old and got your coffee. And it'll right. never change okay, I was your Hey, forgive me. I'll never try and help you again. How old are, Show's are you great. now, by the way? How old are you? 31. Okay. Okay. So we thought. <laughs> it just, you know, I, he's I don't, passing I, himself off as years. he's passing himself as a young intern. Yeah. No, I'm not. That's yeah. what I was, and I don't, I don't uh, expect you to like anything I do. No, I like a lot of things you do. I like when you go out and ask questions. Yeah, of course, because that's something that you did. Right. Yeah. So of course, you know. I'm sorry. I it's don't like, think it's funny when you yell like, at the listener. It's like if, it's like if you're doing. It's so interesting to hear someone say like. I think you're a good judge of radio talent, except when it comes to me. <laughs> I'm the like. There's no. There's you have no perspective on that, John. To step back and say, "Huh, why am I the only person that he's not able to judge correctly?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's so interesting. Now, here's the weird thing about John: is he'll stumble onto a point every once in a while by accident, and I think the point to be made there is Howard's ego is pretty huge. Mm. Um, and we see that now where he's, you know, but like with Artie, for example, you know, I, I, I'm going to disagree with the point I was just making <laughs> because you look at Artie Lang, Artie was allowed to go do stand up whenever he wanted. He was allowed to make beer league while he was working on the show. He was allowed to take time off for that to make a movie like funny. Think, movie. Yeah. Howard saw talent in Artie. And said, go, you know, go, go thrive, go do what you can with that talent. With John, he says, this is a man who is untalented mm -hmm. and I don't want him ruining my, my tarnishing my brand, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's obviously an ego to Howard. So like, that's the point where it's like, I, I get what John's saying, but the idea that he wouldn't to some degree acknowledge if John was doing a great show. People would call up and say, Howard, you're being too hard on the guy. I I, I love the hour he does in the radio. Right. But they uh, also, but then they also, you know, they're like, oh, he's getting yelled at for screaming at us. So yeah, it's a fun bit to pile on, John, but it's just, I have ears, so it's hard to, you know, <laughs> my ears work fine. So it's hard to argue that John's a great broadcaster. Um, this next one's the cabbie one, by the way. Okay, so this was uh, another uh, seminal moment in John's career. Was uh, he did these like celebrity boxing type things? He fought uh, crazy cabbie, and I think there's just an interesting, there's an interesting glimpse into um, some of the interactions John had back in the day. So crazy cabbie, I don't know much about him. I believe he had a show on that same in the in the same vein as John did. I think he had like a music show on K-Rock for a, a, at least a brief time as well. Um but he's, you know, oh a, a whack packer for lack of a better term. I don't know exactly where he ranks in stern uh fandom, but he's in studio and him and John are talking shit and they have this fight that they're promoting like a celebrity boxing sort of thing. 
Oh, oh, so you are going to train? Oh yeah, I'm training with oh, Buddy McGirt. You know, oh, the, you know the so name. So you that afraid, huh? Oh, I'm not afraid. Oh, okay. Like I said, Angry, <laughs> Angry Black. I respected Angry Black. Angry Black, you know, he challenged everybody. I didn't really know Angry Black's story. Hold on, but I didn't have anything against Angry Black. To me, that was a show. We had fun with it. You know. Oh really? So I, you weren't serious? Hold on, wait, wait, John. That was a show. So the whole time that you were yelling at him, you were just not serious. It's called <laughs> selling the fight, John. Oh. Shut your pie hole. Oh, okay. I didn't put anybody on. Are we not entertainers? Are we not entertainers? Do you not go and try to make people laugh well, with your stupid little comedy I don't know. shows? I don't know if you're... I don't know if you're... incessantly I don't know if you're an entertainer. On the show that you what have you done to entertain? That you pre-record because they won't even let what you, you in the studio? studio? What have you done to entertain? You the studio? You're not an entertainer. You have a fag. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we now you could say I just threw that clip in there to show that John uses words like that, but that would be a ridiculous claim. I, 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 do, I, I do have a, a drop whenever you want it from maybe that movie he has in the future. I do, let's avoid it. <laughs> He's already thrown it out once. But, just saying. But, but yeah, uh, so that, yeah, a, I, I did that as a nod to WATP fans saying that. Listen, I get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get why we attack this guy. But if we're talking about stuttering John in the 90s, uh, what you hear there is a uh, cabbie throw out that, you know, he does this dumb show. This is where John is becoming egotistical. Yes. He's becoming a guy who now is plugging his shows nonstop, thinks he's this great DJ, starting fights with people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so. I believe that culminates in our next clips, right? This is, uh, you know, sort of the big finale of the great stuttering John midday show. I was going to say, what a segue when you're thinking that, you know, his ego is inflated the way he sits on this couch right now. It's It's pretty wild. It's so enraging. So I'll set this up a little bit. Um, Stuttering John, uh, the, the midday show was called out to lunch, I believe. And Rob Cross comes in. Uh, Opie and Anthony fans might remember Rob Cross who at the time, I hate to say this because I'm going to defend the guy and he's one of my brothers, uh, but he went by the name, the radio name, Chuck Roast. Yep. <laughs> Pretty tough, tough look. But what you should know about Chuck Roast, a.k.a. Rob Cross, is he, he was the new program director for uh, K-Rock at the time. And what a lot of these guys do is try and you know bring their own guys in, shake up the station a little bit. Um, and so Chuck Rose came in and did that. Also important to note, the reason I call him one of my brothers, uh, I think he's legally blind. Um, I know ONA would make illusions to that as well. I don't know what his condition is. I don't know, you know, how blind he is. I don't know if he's able to drive anything like that, but I mentioned it for a reason, um, which is coming up, but this is just kind of the, the, the presentation of stuttering John losing his show. Have your meeting now? You want to have it in private? John, sure, do it now. Do it now. Oh, I'm up for it now. Oh, yeah. is it no, bad I mean, news? It's, uh, it depends, you know? I mean, well, depends on if he wants to keep it. Depends, this depends yeah. if you're John or not. It's bad yeah. news for the <laughs> bad news. In other words, it's good news, good news for the listeners and bad news for John. <laughs> what is the news? No, I just don't want to do out to lunch anymore. Really? Yeah. What do you want to do? In other words, John doesn't have a show anymore. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm, so I'm out to lunch. Yeah, John, you're out to lunch. Gee, that's good news. Well, 
I see. I, I plan to do it without the sound effects, but uh, you know, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. You he wouldn't do this on the air. <laughs> I like Chuck. I didn't want to do it on the air, but you know, you bring John, and it's like, you know, what am I going to do? Say I'm not going to do it, and then do it five minutes later? Yeah, that would be uncomfortable too. That would be weird. Well, there you go. That's the second feel? time I've been fired. Yeah, no you always get that too I, I, was, I was promised I wouldn't get fired this time if I accepted the job two years ago. I thought and I had. Oh, John. I thought I had. to everybody. Tenure. <laughs> tenure. I thought my job was t- t- tenured. <laughs> I'm like a What do you want to do with professor. that time? Uh, you know, I think... It, it's you know it's tough for the for the people who are on after Howard to stop to go for an hour and stop for an hour and then go for an I hour. I agree. Again. I don't know and why they ever did that. So why not have me go on right after Howard? Because you you I mean you, now I'm stuttering. No, you you barely put any effort in your show. I've been here two and a half months and and you record your show and that's it. Wow, a whole lot of time to you know digest. Yeah, well, that was, I, I mean, honestly, credit to uh, Chuck for being very honest there at the end. Um, so I guess John would pre-record the show during Howard's show, which seems like, I think if I'm Howard, I would be a little annoyed at that. Although maybe he just has nothing to do. I don't know. It seems that seems like a weird arrangement that they have. Um, but what you should know, by the way, like right before that clip, John is one of the people egging him on to do it on the air. Like Chuck roast is like, Hey, you know, I have to talk to John later, but I don't want to do it on the air. And John's like, nah, come on. And so he's like, all right, well, I'm taking away your show. And then John's like, why? He's like, well, you don't do anything. <laughs> so you should just do keep the- that in mind as John gets more and more agitated <laughs> with this guy that he did ask for. But it. let's and- be, let's be honest. It was going on here no matter what. Uh, if, what do you mean? if John said no, Howard would have been like, nah, just do it now. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, let's hear, uh, John, John takes this, uh, very well. He takes it all in stride, I think. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. That was great radio. <laughs> you got fired right on the air. Yeah. Well, you know, I, d- I feel bad for you though. Yeah, I, I, know. I know how it is. I think John took it pretty well, actually. Yeah. No, I didn't. Nah, you whine like a little bitch for like. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> see, this is the kind of thing. This is where little bitch, you cross-eyed motherfucker. What oh, the fuck? oh, wait, wait a second. Wait a minute, oh, are, you, are you crazy? You want to be fired for this? I will say, in John's defense, if he called me a little bitch, I would have fucking flipped out. Uh, really? Yeah. I had the exact opposite reaction. He says, "Hey, he acted like a, he's being funny. Like, that's kind of a funny lot. They all laugh." He's being a little bitch, but he, he took it pretty well. He's joking. He's yeah. jo- also, that's his boss. <laughs> so yeah. to immediately, and this is a pattern that we have learned with John. Um, he did it with Artie Lang, where Artie is goofing on him for thinking Larry the Cable, he, uh, kissing Larry the Cable Guy's ass. I guess John is buddies with Larry the Cable Guy. Yep. And Artie's like goofing out. Like, do you really think he's funny? And like goofing on him for that. John elevates that to, well, you fucking drank bleach, Artie. <laughs> you tried to kill yourself. It's like, whoa, there's a few levels of ball busting before we get there. Well, I mean, you can, you just fire a guy and then you call him a little bitch. I would be expect, I would you know, ex- he said, he, he goes, he goes, hey, he wanted like a little bitch for a minute, but he took it pretty well. I know, but he, you got to understand he's probably not in a great spot. We're, we're learning that Craig's a little more like John than we realized. Totally. <laughs> um, You're not going to see yeah, me until yeah, November. I, I think it's a while to immediately go to something that's not talked about on air. Like you cross-eyed mother. Like the audience doesn't know 
anything about this guy's vision or anything to my knowledge. Um, to the point where even on like Opie and Anthony years later, it was, it was hinted at like joked about, but never actually mentioned what his issue was. Mm-hmm. So I assume it's something the guy wants to keep private. And that's my overall point about John where it's like, he ramps it up from like, ah, you whined like a little bitch to, Oh, let me attack your disability, <laughs> which oh, like, yeah. you know, there's a few levels of ball busting. Like I said, yeah, he skipped a few. Uh, but I mean, I think, like you said, it was in the moment he reacted poorly. And I think after that, he kind of cool, cooler heads prevailed. No, don't take your fucking head. Hey, 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 no F words. Sit down. Calm down. Sit down. Sit down. He's mine. Chuck, after my air check, how about anal? Bitch, after he fires me, you're lucky I don't smack you silly. Don't say the F word. John, you lost half your job. Don't mess up the other half. John, seriously, there there is a silver line to this. And I keep saying, he did say there was Don't call me a little bitch, Chuck, all right, dude? John, I'm just screwing around Oh, what does that mean? Last name is Cross. Ironically, he's cross-eyed. Oh, stop. (laughs) That's clever. That's clever. That's a lot cleverer than... All right, John. Don't give him any good news. (laughs) The silver lining just left. (laughs) (laughs) I think the silver lining... He calls me a little bitch after he fires me within five minutes. Take it easy. Jesus, I mean, mean, God. Take it easy. You deserve it. John, I was making a joke. John, I I seriously think think you handled it pretty well. Yeah, thank you. Gee. <laughs> there's also, if you want to say like him reacting to being called a little bitch or whatever, there's also a level of anger where it's like you're on the Howard Stern show. You know what I mean? Like to get that viscerally angry like that is, it doesn't come, it's not a great look for John. I don't, think. but also you hear uh, Chuck in there telling me there's a silver line to this. What I believe that is, is that uh, John keeps referring to like that show being half his paycheck. Like his paycheck is going to be decreased by half the idea that they were going to pay him. Let's call it $30,000. Let's pretend it's $30,000 a year, probably more Yeah, for an hour <laughs> That's <laughs> of pre-recorded radio. That's pretty insane. And probably a smart move by Chuck to eliminate that. That is literally going to be the most prepared for hour of radio you've ever heard in your life. If I'm John. <laughs> yeah, you would think so, right? Yeah. You wouldn't slough it off. But what I assume he's alluding to there is that his pay is either not being decreased fully. Like it's not going to go all the way down or he's keeping all of it possibly. Cause he keeps referring to the silver lining. I'm imagining it's got to do with uh, his pay rate. Um, but John doesn't hear that message. <laughs> John doesn't hear Hey, your boss is telling you to calm down. And uh, he continues to, to handle it with, a, uh, I think a lot of class. No. You know what? Seriously. I feel bad. I don't like being fired either. And I'm not happy for you about this. I think it sucks. It does suck. I don't like it doing does. it. It's an hour a day. I mean, it's just a misplaced hour a day, John. You're you're a victim of a, of a lot of stuff. It's an hour to you. It's half my salary to me, Rob. All right, but he's saying it doesn't fit in with his programming. No, and I it understand sucks. It sucks I'm, for sure, you. I'm sure the ratings are going to skyrocket. If you ran a, if you it's ran a business. It's all the little things, though, John. Yeah, and I think Gary's making it on his way. If you ran a business, would you keep a guy just because you didn't want him to lose money? Or would you try oh, no, to no, no. I, oh, I understand that. you got to hire the Oh, no, 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 but I'm explaining to Rob, why I'm acting, uh, right. you know, a little upset. Uh, you know, I, you I should be upset. You, you yeah. don't have to explain it. Oh, no, as, as I recall, I was a little bitch. 
Oh, he, oh, no, I did that please. for the story. Just for the no, he said you whined. I didn't know you were a comedian. He said you whined like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say you were. Which you did, but so what? Everybody reacts their own way. Speaking so of... Julie, the next... So if, if you... And I know it's not going to happen, but if you do get fired, just be happy and don't whine like a little bitch. He's not saying I, I didn't that. even ask you to be happy and not whine like a little bitch. Just make it a <laughs> I should have said that was like 10 minutes after the other clip we played. Yes. So like everyone has calmed down and then John brought it back up. He's eating away at him. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you start to see John's ego shining through. Now, I don't know when we heard young timid John just say, like, hey, just play the song. It's, I think it's a good song. Just play it. When we heard that, John, I don't know if he was suppressing that ego or if that never existed. Maybe young John wasn't there and success morphed him into a monster. <laughs> but either way, regardless of what it was, that's when you start to see a change in John, I think, where he thinks he's a real stupid. Like you hear him say there, uh, oh, the ratings are going to skyrocket. Well, the ratings are there because of Howard anyways. You understand. Like it's not the star stuttering John spitting records. People are listening to that station because of one man, you know. Right. Um. All right. Where are we going now? Uh, we're going back in time, and this is just a random clip of Howard analyzing John. Oh, all right. Well, I, I, I would hate for Howard to be correct with a prediction again. <laughs> to be real, is this uh, is this the Howard Stern Friends thing? Um, I think, I think it might be. Not yet. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm, all, I'm off my game today. Well, I mean, oh, yes, eventually in this string of clips, not this particular clip. Gotcha, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, then let me set it up. Because um, I guess there was something called the Friends of the Howard Stern Show, which uh, was like Jackie, Baba Booey, Stuttering John. Um, I, I think they would bring other characters like uh, Melrose, Larry Green, and people like that. But it was called Friends of the Howard Stern Show, which is, uh, if you're doing that without permission, pretty ballsy, I yeah. would say, yeah. you know? Um, so Howard looks at it and says, like, I don't want my name attached to this horse shit. You know, I think he kind of respects Jackie as a comedian, but it's like, who, what are these other people going to do on stage? So I don't want to be promoted as friends of the Howard Stern show. So this is him, uh, you know, analyzing John and, uh, you know, where John thinks he stands in the entertainment world. Like I, I turn on the TV the other day and I see stuttering Whoa, John. Hold on, on a second. <laughs> that is pre-bass, I think. Yeah, that didn't exist <laughs> that yet. before the bass in Howard's voice. Jesus. <laughs> it caught you by surprise there. <laughs> Kermit Stern. Like, I turn on the TV the other day, and I see Stuttering John on Ricky Lake, because Ganji comes running in and goes, Stuttering John's on Ricky Lake. And I tune in, and they're using John in this weird way. It's sort of like when, you know when, when Letterman used to have Larry Bud Melman on, and it was funny? Yeah. And now he's on everything, and it's not funny. And the, I don't even want to see him. And those TV commercials they put him in are not funny. And what and happens Letterman is, won't use him anymore. Yeah, you don't see him on Letterman. I, and now I know why. I mean, because quite frankly, it's not funny. It's not exclusive to his show. Right. And I love Stutter and John. I'd love to see him do well and everything. But Ricky Lake isn't really paying him. And he's not out promoting anything. And he doesn't seem to care what people do to him or what they put him in. They, he doesn't care. He has no pride whatsoever. He'll do anything. So they put him in a judge's robe. 
And I guess he's sort of like, I think, I don't think Sutter and John's actually worked out a persona on TV. So he's kind of like acts like me. Mm. Like he does a lot of what I do. And he, but it's not funny. They use Sutter and John in an unfunny way. And I'm sitting there watching it and I go, ugh, I hate this guy. Why? I don't want him on my show. And that's the main thing about John is that uh, he was trying to be Howard. But more than that, I think, is that, as Howard is saying there, he doesn't have his own persona. So when he goes on these shows, he's very much stuttering John from the Howard Stern show. There is zero separation. It's not like now stuttering John is trying, like, you know, on his pod- on his podcast now, he talks about politics. He thinks of himself as this kind of high-minded uh, uh, insightful political guy. But when he would go on Ricky Lake or Conan or his stage shows, it's not like he was talking politics. He would be the same guy he was on Stern. And when he would go on stage, when he started, you know, quote unquote, stand up, um, I, I, I'm no expert. I just like to call myself a, an observer of stand up, but I don't know that I would qualify this as stand up comedy. What he would do on these stage shows is play a 15 minute video of his interviews with celebrities. Like we heard earlier in the show, like with Morton Downing, mm-hmm. a pre-recorded video for 15 minutes. And then he would do like a five minute Q and a or something like that. Wow. I don't know if that's stand up comedy, but he considers himself a comedian. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, so Howard is again, uh, spot on on this guy and analyzing himself pretty well. And I think the best point there is like, hey, I I would say, um, you know, like I've had this argument with a, a Cullinan before about guys at Barstool where they talk about like the OnlyFans stuff. And my argument there is like, hey, Roan and Lil Sass and Francis go out and do stand up and make their own money. And the company seems fine with that. If you're I think if you're doing something completely separate from what you do for the company or in this case for the Howard Stern show. My opinion, that would be, hey, go for it. It's something totally different. It's something I wouldn't use. That's the main thing. Right. If you're doing something Howard would never use, by all means, go for it. Yeah. But this seems to be like all you're doing is tarnishing the other bits where Howard uses you in a similar way, but they're just not doing it as good, right. you know? Right. <laughs> um, so that's his, that's his main point, but I don't think it ever quite, get through to, quite gets through to John, but. Yeah, it's the next one's them talking about John's talent. John's a tremendously talented guy, so I'm curious what Howard says about that. It's just a bad show. John has no noticeable <laughs> talent. Uh. I mean, John is not talented. I, I hate to break it to him. He's not talented. <laughs> He's a robot. Jackie and Fred and me write him questions. Jackie sits back there with Fred. He needs to be programmed. Yeah. John's funny if Jackie writes something for him or Fred writes something for him. John is like an actor. Right. If he doesn't have anything written for him, he has nothing to say. Yeah. And unlike an actor who actually has an ability to portray a character, John... John can only do John. Yeah. (laughs) So so that's the assessment of John's talents. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, talk about spot on. But that's that's something uh, I'd like to know, um, you know... Maybe you're going to overstep here a bit and ask for a little help from the dabblers again. If you don't mind, I don't want to put anyone out. But what I would like to know is, has John ever addressed that claim? Because it's something people bring up a lot. And they say, hey, you talk about how great you were on the Stern show. And you talk about how great these celebrity interviews were. It was all questions that Howard, Jackie, and Fred wrote for you. It's not just talked about in that clip that we heard. 
people bring that up all the time. If there's a, if John ever answers that question, I'd love to see that clip because I'd be very curious what his answer is. All you ever hear about him is talk, uh, talking about how integral he was to the Howard Stern show. Well, and if, there's a lot of, you know, you'll hear him talk about the old days and it'll say, you know, me and Robin and Fred and Gary and Artie or Jackie. He puts himself on that level. He says like, uh, you know, the, us. And he would put, you know, Grillo and Ganji and those people on a lower tier. The way I see it as an outsider, not knowing, you know, the inner workings or anything. I think John was down there with Grillo and Ganji and those people. I don't think John was in the, the inner circle ever, but he views himself uh, that way. And so that's why I would love to know how he answers that when people say, Hey, the stuff you did well at the Stern show is all because of Howard, Jackie and Fred. I'd be curious to know what his answer to that was. Well, if you go and you look earlier in this episode, we played that um, AJ Benza clip. Yeah. If you watch John on the fly, he goes, what's AJ stand for? Like always a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah. Arrogant jerk. Arrogant yeah. jerk. <laughs> like, like not nothing uh, too insane coming. Yeah. Out there. And, and you know, like to be fair, maybe John has a great answer. Like if someone said to me, Again, to use my example, like, hey, all your shit was with uh, Portnoy playing, you know, spike ball or whatever. I'd say, yeah, I had nothing to do. I, I, technically, I am part of the reason for the success of those videos, but the views are all because of Portnoy. You know what I mean? Like, if he wasn't in them, people wouldn't be watching them. So maybe that would be John's answer, uh, but I suspect he wouldn't have that perspective on that. You have to get him onto a blind mic project. I know, I, I messed up. I got blocked on Twitter too early. I should have. <laughs> I, I, I made the wrong ally is what I really did. I should not have befriended Carl. I should have befriended John first and then been a double agent. I'm currently, you know? I'm currently free, so I can make this happen. All right. Go for it. Yeah. Um, do we have anything left? I know we're getting down to the end here. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, this is the uh, Friends of Stern clip. Okay. Oh, right. We have a lot left, actually. Jesus. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's hear about this uh, abomination. <laughs> the best of my knowledge. Some guy had figured out, hey, I'll just book everyone from the Howard Stern show. We'll get Elephant Boy. We'll get Jackie. We'll get Gary. We'll get Stuttering John. And we'll make it like the traveling. I basically told him I didn't care what happened as long as I got the money that I normally get for doing a show. I didn't care what went on around me because I wanted to work at Atlantic City. That was, well, that's that my problem. My I care what goes on around me and I care how this show is presented. See, that's my problem. I care about the show. Some guy had this brainy idea that he was going to do Friends of the Howard Stern Show tour. So in other words, they were going to use my name, get everyone that I've developed. You know, even Gary. The reason Gary is people want to see him is because of what I do with him. Mm -hmm. They're going to get all these people together, put no thought into what was going to go. It was going to be a bad show. They're going to rip people off. And they're going to blame you. And they're going to blame me. So... What Stuttering John did, and by the way, I think that's very smart of Howard. Um, and, he, you know, you hear Jackie there say, hey, I just want to get paid. I don't care. I think that's the difference in their careers and why Howard had the success that he did. Because Jackie was like, hey, let me get paid for a gig. And Howard was much more uh, meticulous about how people viewed him. Um, Doesn't seem like he paid very many people around him. No, well, he... Uh, very select because I know I mean Fred and Robin are millionaires well now and Baba Booey yeah you know what I mean so I don't I don't know the answer 
to that. I think it was a very elite group. Very few people like Artie was making 800 grand a year or something like that. Yep. So it was not many people, but I think if he felt you had value and that's the problem that John never understood is in Howard's mind, he would say, you know what? I'd hate to lose John. I think he's good in this spot and this spot and this spot, but the, the, the train keeps moving if he's gone tomorrow. Whereas for whatever reason, whether you agree or disagree with this, he looks at Robin as like, I need her. You know what I mean? Like she, she's valuable to me. Oh, she just, she's very valuable to the show. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would disagree. Just if you go on like a uh, radio gunk or something like that, a lot of people would disagree. I, but I, mean, I, I, I that, agree with you. That voice is the show. And Howard is uh Howard. Howard would be. Uh, aligned with you as well. And he looks at people like John as interchangeable. We'll find some other stutterer or, uh, you know, freak of some kind, you know, uh, to do what you do. I love that though. <laughs> Going back. He's got a stutter. Bring him in. Bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Oh, that's what I meant to mention. The, uh, so stuttering John and friends became a thing. And that's where Howard draws the line. And like you said, Maybe he doesn't pay people, and John would say he doesn't want anyone making money. But he allows things like he he allowed uh, Ronnie the limo driver's block party and that type of stuff, and he would allow John to do stuttering John and friends, which is basically John puts his name on it, and the friends do all the work. <laughs> so some of the friends were. Uh, Nick DiPaolo, Artie Lang, Jim Norton. <laughs> Tell me if you wouldn't go see a comedy night with those gentlemen. I sure would. Yeah, but Stuttering John opens with like clips of himself and then took all the money, I guess, mm-hmm. is my understanding, Sounds is that he, right. he made out with the, the large chunk of change. So, uh, you know, he saw himself as more than the show more than he was and yet never did anything to show that value. And that was true of his standup as well, where there was never a thought in his mind, like, Hey, my name is on this. And already Nick and Norton, when they were doing this, were not, I mean, this is obviously before Norton was on Opie and Anthony. So he was a nobody essentially. Right. But there was never a moment of John saying like, Hey, these guys are killer. These guys are great comics. I have to keep up with them. I have to not, not just keep up with them. I have to do better than them because my name is on this thing. Right. No, it was, let's uh, collect the check. Let's you mail know. it. I'm going to mail it in Jimmy Norton. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the stuttering John and friends was a thing for uh, a while. And then, um, John said, now we're at the, uh, he leaving for the tonight show, right? No, this is actually one of my, one of my, Favorite clips was uh, Howard asking him, are you funny? <laughs> okay, yeah, let's hear that. Jump on too, Howard, right? I, I, Jump on the bandwagon. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I see you on Ricky Lake. You're can real I just funny. Say one thing? I see you on Ricky Lake. Howard, what was that? You thing? don't care how you're embarrassed, do you? Any, you want to just be on fun? You think you're a funny guy, don't Howard, you? Howard, do you think you're funny? Answer me. Yes sometimes, or no? Sometimes, yes. You think you're funny? Sometimes. All right. You are now fired. Go out and be funny on your own. Okay, Thank Howard, you. Howard, Goodbye. I'm tired of taking you and resurrecting you every 10 minutes. Now listen, if you're looking at Carl's bank account or uh, Shuli's Patreon now with the Uncle Rico show, you could argue, hey, John's very funny on his own. <laughs> That's very He's just lining the pockets of other people. That's a very good point. Uh, so yeah, John John disagrees with Howard and saw himself as, as more than that. And uh, one day, 
he got a call from Jay Leno. So my understanding of this is, and again, John will constantly say Howard never allowed anyone around him to make money. And believe me, I'm sure Howard Stern could be a prick at times and could be greedy and uh, was looking out for himself more than, than his underlings. I believe that certainly could be true, but there's also things like that completely did. Like John was on wings uh, and the sole reason wings had him on uh, wings was a sitcom in the early nineties. For those of you that don't know, course and uh starring tony shalhoub by the way monk great actor anyways the reason john was on there is because wings wanted to advertise hey we've got stuttering john on hey all you listeners of the howard stern show you're gonna come watch wings now um so john was on wings he was on uh baywatch he was on uh, he had a few like bit parts like that much like eric the midget because he was involved with the Stern show that he was not a great actor that people just wanted to get some eyeballs on their product. Um, so was, Howard Wood, he was great in Baywatch. He was terrific. Yes. He was a great villain. <laughs> um, but Howard would allow these things. And one of the things he allowed towards the end of John's run was uh, John was on a reality show called I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Uh, apparently a very loose title. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he, he did that show and that's where he was noticed. Uh, cause I think he also did a, an appearance on the tonight show promoting that. And that's where he was noticed by one Jay Leno and Leno was obviously aware that, Oh, this is the guy that goes in the red carpet. Maybe he's a funny guy. Maybe I should give him a call and recruit him for the tonight show. So John is on the biggest radio show on the planet and now being recruited by the biggest late night institution. You could argue the biggest television institution of all time. Yeah. You can understand why his head maybe inflates a bit would be the tonight show. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's some a little controversy over John's departure with the tonight show and uh, why he doesn't have a relationship with them anymore. So now we're getting into that. Yeah. This is a honor. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if John, how much uh, honor John has. I was working for, to sell out. No, no, I'll take this. Robin, I don't make any money here. I make a very Maybe small amount of money. So why could you come and say? Fifteen years. So why did you so come? I didn't say Tom to ever pay me. In oh, fact, come on. hold on a second. I was once in Tom's office. And Tom told right, me, here we go. Right. I know I'd rather die than give you a raise. I, you know, how many times are you going to use that line? John? And did he give you a raise, though? Is that not he true? did. No, he didn't that time. Sure, he did. No, but he's yeah, giving he you one since. By the way, oh, since. By yeah. the way. And that's not the conversation. <laughs> Hold on a second. Why does John dismiss that? Which part? He's like, he's, he's so the, the context is uh, Tom Chiasano, the station, G, uh, I think he was the GM at the time. Yep. Uh, John walked in his office and asked for a raise and uh, Tom said, what was the line? I'd rather die than give you a raise or something like that. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but si- after that, he did give him a raise. So John shrugs that off as pull since big deal. And it's like, well, John, that proves the guy would give you a raise. So I don't know. <laughs> that is a big deal. It is. He just wanted to live in LA. Uh, yeah. Well, I think John saw some dollar signs. Um, maybe saw that working with Jay Leno could lead to him not being goofed on as much. Jay is not, not as mean as Stern that the tonight show just doesn't have that vibe where John is going to be bullied in the same manner. <laughs> so maybe John said, Hey, it's not, I'm making more money and it might be a better situation. Guess how much money. 
So let me uh, let me go out to California, and John really toiled over this decision. It, it was very it was very tough on him. Um, so you know, but but Howard and Fred and the gang have some questions. So let's hear a little more about that. You and Steve sat there and told me, you know, what else are you going to do anyway? I mean, John, you know, there's, there's, you know, I'm, so you're angry. That's why you I mean, did no, it. I'm saying Tom you're being suddenly, dishonest. Oh, I, oh, I was just I, somehow I was going to get money from Tom. Maybe, ask everybody maybe, in this company. Maybe in light of the fact if, that if, you got a job, if, you use it. You, you, you come to me. Listen, forget about Tom. You come to me and you say, hey, you got a job. What do you think? You think maybe this will break Tom's bank? You say it. Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't think Tom would ever. It's pay okay. You wanted to. You wanted to Tom's leave. Tom's never paid me in, in the in the past. Ah, so now and the Tom, anger's and coming. And Tom has never paid anybody in the past. I wouldn't know about that. Well, ask anyone in this company. I could bring no. twenty people in here to say that. Does Tom pay you? <laughs> but even I said to you, it's better. Pause for a second. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, maybe this is just because it's happening today. We're recording this on the Thursday that this all went down. Does this not remind you a lot of Rico Bosco? <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. It's eerie almost. Except, yeah. It's this. I don't know. Anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. People want to get an audio raise in two one. years. But why you not probably go, could have gotten more not, money out of Leno. But why not say, hey, maybe maybe I could play this off. Right. Because you wanted to go. You no, know, because I thought that was dishonorable. Sit and try and play. Uh, no. Oh, That's on. what you do. Oh, you, when are you worried about being honorable? <laughs> Yeah, so John wanted to get the fuck out of there. He was not worried about honor. He wanted to get the fuck out of there. He never wanted to say, hey, Howard, can you match this offer? Because he would rather be at the night show. He knew, to his credit, he knew Howard wasn't going to surpass that offer. Maybe he'd come close to matching it. And he said, hey, if it's going to be the same money, I'd rather be in Hollywood than, uh, you know, be a, be a phone screener, you know? Yeah. And sir, as much as Howard's saying, hey, maybe we would have given you a raise, the numbers that John was making for the tonight show has been thrown out. Basically people think it's between 250 and $400,000 a year, a hundred or a thousand dollars a day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But a thousand dollars a day, as he said in the past, um, Howard's not going to pay that to a phone screener. I don't think. No, you know what I mean? Like, unless I'm wrong about how much he values John, I really don't think he's going to pay that much. I think he values them, but not, not that high. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let's, uh, so though, this is Fred calling him out, right? Uh, this is them just talking about John leaving. Oh, okay. I think this is, this, I think this goes out of order and this, this is before he walked in. Gotcha. Hey, it's also a shame that Stutter and John's last day today. And now we're talking about this all the time. Hey, you know what though? Mel was talking oh, about right. that. He goes, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. John's a traitor. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> This is, uh, again, kind of Howard using Mel in the same way he uses the callers. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Howard thinks this, but he's just like, hey, listen, I'm a nice guy, but this is what Mel Karmazin thinks. Yeah. Hey, it's also a shame that Stutter and John's last days today, and now we're talking about this all the time. Hey, you know what, though? Mel was talking to me about that. He goes, John's a traitor. I go, uh, I go, really? What is that all about? He goes, look, he said, what you did for this guy, there was nobody on the planet. He couldn't pick up the phone and call you beforehand or go to you in the hall. He goes, at least say to you, hey, something's up. Jay Leno's a big con man, ripoff guy. Maybe we could have done something for the guy. He goes, but he totally abandoned ship. He did it on the, on the sly so that, you know, nothing would get screwed up for him. He wasn't interested in staying with the show and he wasn't interested in being with the people who had really, I mean, where would he be without us? And, and he said... He says, 
He's dead to me. Oh, well, I knew that. Mel, you don't leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said, he says, you don't even know when you're being screwed by a dude. He goes, what, he couldn't come to you and say, hey, something's going on here? And maybe, you know, I want to be with the most cutting-edge show on the planet and not on some well, wimpy... Well, he doesn't want that. That's for sure. You don't yeah. need this to go to Jay Leno if you right. want to be cutting-edge. Yeah, and if you, you know, I mean, to go on a limpy, lame show that's going to only rip off my material. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I, I assume that was not a... Uh, Entirely Mel Carmazan's idea. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Seems like a little Howard was seeping through there. You could see, you could see Howard thinking of what he was thinking while saying what Mel said. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and this is all Mel Carmazan, by the way. <laughs> all right, what's uh, what's next? Uh, his house in L.A. Yeah, so this is Fred calling him out. So the whole argument is, um, you know, like so. Right there, you hear Mel and Howard calling him out for kind of being a snake. And the whole argument is like, did you really want to stay here? And the answer, of course, is no, because he would have gone to them and said, hey, you know, I kind of want to, uh, I got this offer. I kind of want to stay here. Can you ma- Can you come close to matching it? Whatever. And this is Fred exposing uh, that, you know, that's obviously the case that he didn't want to be there anymore. I got an email about two weeks ago saying you bought a house in California. Yeah. Sent, no. the, sent the email. Untrue. Untrue. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, oh. <laughs> the truth accidentally slipped out. <laughs> yeah. John goes, yeah. No. <laughs> I got an email about two weeks ago saying you bought a house in California. Yeah. Sent no. The, sent the email. Untrue. Untrue. A, oh, but do you have a house in California? A, you named the bought? town. A, you named the town. Oh. B, you got the price wrong. And 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 C, I don't but want. But did to- you buy a house in California? It doesn't matter. Yes I don't know. Did you buy a house where I'm living? in How California? He's just asking if you bought a house in yes. California before you announced to, on this show and before you told yes. Howard. Yes. Okay. Okay, so, so so how long did you know about it? I mean, so what does I that say mean? there's some deception. Yeah, By the way, some deception. Here's the truth, Howard. Here's here's oh here's the truth. When it serves a purpose, you tell the truth. If I want to, first of all, I don't have to buy that house. Okay, that's A. B. If I want, I could flip that house already for an incredible profit. But that's not why you so. Yeah, he's like the property brothers. He's just flipping homes. What's that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, you could flip it. You wouldn't have bought it if you didn't want to move out there, John. That's the whole point. You're missing the point. So that's what John, I was going to say, is great at. That's what John thinks he's great at, is diverting the argument. But it's very transparent what he's doing. Yeah. He bought a house out there because he knew he was going out there no matter what. He's like, I'm fucking out of here. And uh, and that's what he wanted to do. So uh, there's also the timeline gets even more fuzzy when it's presented that uh, John made an audition tape for Jay <laughs> as the announcer of the Tonight Show. And as Artie always points out, he was a guy that got a stutter. A guy that has a stutter was hired to be the announcer of the Tonight Show. We have tape of him using the N word in Nicolas Cage's name. <laughs> <laughs> that's how badly he pronounces it. The guy that's uh, announcing the Tonight Show accidentally says the N word inside of Nic- Nicholas. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild situation. But of course, he did leave for the Tonight Show. So, like I said, we're kind of winding down here. We only have like two clips left, right? Yep. Yeah. So we're winding down here. If you guys want, we will do a bonus episode on Patreon. Um, let me know. I think I, I totally understand the dabblers probably have more than enough stuttering John content out there, 
but if you like the way we did it, I hope we presented it in a somewhat different way uh, than it's usually done. And um, I kind of like the, you know, lining it up rather than just finding like random clips of him. Mm-hmm. The way we kind of walk through his life. So hopefully you guys find that interesting. And if you do, then uh, we will do a bonus episode on Patreon, a part two, because there's much more in John's, you know, uh, post Howard career. But of course he went on to the tonight show. Uh, so let's hear a little, little bit of that. This is from his first day with uh, Leno. We have our new announcer today, new announcer, John Melendez today. And I must say, we, I, I, which makes me, I'm, I'm very excited because this means I've created one more job this year than President Bush. So I'm actually created it. Now, John, you have to relax. All the monologue, he's sitting like this. Learn to relax. Are you relaxed? Oh, Jay, I'm so relaxed. Good. Now, stop doing that stupid announcer voice. And I'm, but I'm so happy to be here. I'm good. Well, we're happy to have you. I'm sorry your tie must have got lost in the plane coming over. But it's nice to have you, John. Welcome. How about a nice hand for John Melendez? Him, so him going not even dressed correctly. Yeah, yeah, him going from the the stern clip of him flipping out wearing like a shit t shirt and like all this. Cut to this. He's in a suit with nice hair and no tie. He couldn't even bring his tie the way Jay wanted. But uh, so the the legend has it. The word on the street is that a like I said before, Jay didn't realize. Jay thought that. Um, John wrote those questions like the questions you would ask celebrities. And you'll see if you watch Jay's show, uh, Jay has a few segments like that, where as Howard would say, he's ripping them off. Hoo-hoo. Uh, where Jay, you know, Jay walking where he would go out on the street and talk to people, or he would have that, you know, Ross, the intern, I think did what he wanted John to do. And that's go ask celebrities questions at red carpet events and things like that. So, in Jay's mind, Jay was up for whatever reason was under the impression that John wrote those questions. So they said, Hey, we're bringing this fucking genius in. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, and I'm sure in conversations, John probably portrayed it that way that he was the mastermind behind those questions. And legend has it, I can't confirm how true this is, but people say that supposedly Jay was furious when he realized. Uh, the talent level of one John Melendez. (laughs) Now, the other angle to that is whether or not he felt John was talented. uh, People say that the hiring was done solely to annoy Howard. Uh, Jay and Howard had a rivalry. Howard said, basically Howard says that Jay's comedy is lame, which hard to argue based on that clip, but uh, also that Jay would rip him off constantly that Jay would steal bits from the Howard Stern show. Now, Howard would accuse everyone of stealing from him. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say, but there are things where it's like, yeah, that's a Howard creation that Jay is using kind of. Um, So in their rivalry, he said, Hey, let's get the stuttering idiot to be our announcer. Just it'll piss Howard off. That's funny. Um, So supposedly that's the, that's the story of John landing on the tonight show. Now it went so disastrously that first they put him in the audience, which uh, credit to Shuley for this line, I believe, or I think it might've been Bob Levy on the uncle Rico show where they were like, have you ever heard of an announcer sitting in the audience? He's literally sitting in the studio audience. Mm-hmm. They put him in like the second row 
to announce the show from. <laughs> and Bob Levy said, I think Jay was just hoping he would get up and file out at the end of the show and not come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, he was moved the audience, which was weird. Um, they were annoyed that like the idea of bringing him in part of his job was supposed to be him and Jay bantered the way Conan and Andy Richter would, or obviously Johnny and Ed McMahon. That was going to be John's job. And then John pivoted back to Kevin Eubanks because he had, I'm sorry, Jay pivoted to Kevin Eubanks because he had no interest in talking to John anymore. <laughs> and then eventually John lost the job as the announcer and they made him a writer. My understanding was, I don't know how much he contributed on the writing staff. He was there physically. I don't know how many jokes got on the air, but <laughs> that's the trajectory of uh, John's time at the tonight show. He also went with him when, to the Jay Leno show at 10 o'clock and then back when Jay uh, took the tonight show back from Conan. Um, and then his last professional role. Uh, do you know who Stephanie Miller is? No, neither do I really. So she got a show. I think it's still on Sirius XM. It was at the time for sure. I think she's like one of these political people like John Fugelsang that's like super liberal and does a political talk show, but also kind of fancies themselves a comedian of some kind. Mm. Uh, uh, Sirius has a few of those, like Pete Dominic, John Fugelsang. Excuse me. Um, so John was hired as a producer on this show. Again, I think fooling someone. Because I believe that Stephanie Miller was under the impression, hey, this guy works for the biggest radio show ever. He must have some production skills. Uh, so he was hired there and did not go well. So this is him talking about that experience a little bit. Fine. Stephanie Miller was horrible to me. She's been horrible to a lot of people and she deserves her comeuppance. Okay, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she deserves By the way, listen to that voice. Yeah, it came. Oh my God, the booze has taken a toll on this. <laughs> she, des <laughs> she deserves a comeuppance. <laughs> comeuppance. That's more the voice when I when I think of him. That's the one I think of. Yeah, that well, it's a, it's honestly amazing. I can't think of another example like um, the podcast. Tuesdays with stories with Mark Norman and Joe list. They have the same voice. They have very distinct voices, but you know, what's fascinating to me about that. And I think about this all the time. If you listen to the intro of their show, it was recorded 10 years ago when the show started. And I'm like, geez, their voices are exactly the same. <laughs> it's weird. John is just the opposite where you're like, this is the same guy. <laughs> the way he says, come up. It's is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Let's continue. Fine. Stephanie Miller was horrible to me. She's been horrible to a lot of people and she deserves her comeuppance. Okay. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that she's on the same side of, of the political scheme as I am. I don't care. I don't care. You know, my father had just died and she gave me two days hold on, hold to on, recover. Hold on. I'm curious your thought on this, Craig. Mm -hmm. A parent dies. John here is in his early fifties, I think. Yeah. I think his father had lived a life. I think he was an older gentleman mm -hmm. or he certainly was an older gentleman, but I don't know how old exactly. Yeah. Um, how many days would you say is fair to get off for that? To get off? Yeah. Get off of work. Uh, at least a week. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know. In my mind, I was like, that's not that crazy. Two days, you know? 
I, I don't know. A parent's tough. I know. I, yeah, but I'm it, just saying a parent when it's like that. I don't know how expected it was. So I, I, maybe I shouldn't even comment. But to me, I was like, that's not that insane. I didn't think, you know, but no, I'd have to. Think anyways, I'd be a mess. We'll hear, uh, we'll hear the rest of John's argument. All right. I'm only hearing him out and work the board as she deemed appropriate, which, by the way, wasn't really the way. I mean, I'm looking at the levels. She was way too hot. But, you know, I don't care. Stephanie Miller is out of all the bosses I've had in my life is by far the worst. And that's the truth. Howard Stern is an angel next to Stephanie Miller because there's different ways. There's different ways to be abusive. And Stephanie's is the passive aggressive way. <laughs> well, I would suggest that the other way is physical. <laughs> <laughs> so I would take passive aggressive any day. <laughs> yeah, passive aggressive is probably way worse than uh, a, a show that beaten? gets yeah a show that gets listeners and being berated the whole time. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot more to that Stephanie Miller stuff that I wanted to include. And there's some more stuff to the Tonight Show stuff that I wanted to include. Part but two, I just baby. knew this would take so long. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? This, If you guys want, this will be part one. Um, we'll do part two on Patreon if necessary. Like I said, those guys have done a pretty good job at covering it. So if you're, not, if you're new to Stuttering John, <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to Carl and Shuli, Go listen to who are these podcasts and the Uncle Rico show. They, they've done some pretty deep dives over the years. <laughs> so so uh, go check them out. But if you guys want kind of this, uh, I don't know, organized uh, uh, anthology of, of Stuttering John, then uh, I'd be happy to do it because there's plenty more there in his post-professional broadcasting career when he turned to podcasting. Um so maybe we'll do that down the line. But yeah, like I said, he's become one of the biggest goofed on people on the internet. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. Also, I kind of like the time we chose to do this because uh, John has taken a break from his podcast. His Patreon is on hold and he's supposed to come back in January. There are all kinds of rumors. He was in rehab. Um, He's moving in with his mom. No one really knows what's going on with John right now. So, after this podcast comes out, it'll be interesting to see where John goes after that. So while we may do a stuttering John part two, there may be a second act in John's life. Maybe he's going to come back revamped. Maybe he's going to take down Carl. Maybe me and John are going to be doing this social media podcast together. Or he's going to be like, this is my new MAGA hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe he'll be a Trump guy. Who knows what's in store uh, for the great stuttering John. Um, but we're here to watch it and observe. So, uh, you know, let us know what you guys think of the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we did it a little different, um, that we're not just jumping on the coattails of Carl and Shuli, but, uh, hope you guys enjoyed it and shout out to the dabblers cause they put a ton of stuff out there. Um, it's crazy. The archives they have on this guy, just shout out to devilers anonymous. And we apologize for asking for anything. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know the rules. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I thought it was funny that the guy was like, Oh great. Another <laughs> fucker. I have to do work for. I like how they don't say no. They're just going to give you shit while they do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, like I'm assigning them hours. <laughs> it's like, give me a minute. All right, fine. <laughs> Uh, no, shout out to all of them. 
So uh, if you like the program, if you want to support us, if you want to put a few dollars behind this puppy and get a little extra content, um, then subscribe to the Patreon. We'd uh, we'd love to have you back there. We do all kinds of wacky stuff. Yeah. So uh, go check out the Patreon. Uh, or if you'd rather support the show for free, then uh, you can do that on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts. All of those links are at blindmike.net. So go subscribe, please. Blindmike.net is where you go. And uh, listen to WATS. That's me and Carl. And uh, check out a very good show. That's Craig's podcast. Yeah, it's fun, fun time there. It's a fun romp. Yeah. Just read a, a suicide note from a guy who killed himself at Disney World. It was a great time. Really? Yeah. We'll have to check that out. I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so go listen to a very good show if you uh, like that sort of um, jocularity. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time on Why Are You Laughing?